Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Church This Sunday, wherever you may be, in Newcastle or around the world. We are starting today a whole series on grace. What do you think of when I say the word grace? Do you think of a prayer that you say before dinner? Do you think of kindness? What do you think? Something will come into your head when you think about grace. Today, I want to talk about grace in a slightly different way. I want to talk about the uh, the power and authority that is found in grace. So picture this. Picture this, that um, you work for someone managing their finances and COVID hits and you suddenly realise that you can do a lot of online shopping and you don't have enough money to do online shopping, but you are working with this person's finance, this boss who you really, really love. And what's more, they really love you. And they pay you to do this job, but they really love you as well. And so you start to do your online shopping and manage their finances. And then one day you see things you really, really want and you can't have them because you don't have enough money. And so you come up with this little idea that maybe if you just borrowed a bit from your lovely boss, you could keep buying stuff online. And every day you could get a package coming to your door, which would make being in COVID so much more fun. And so you're tempted to do it and you do it. And you have an idea you're going to pay your boss back, but you don't because you can't and your debt racks up, and then one day your boss finds out and your boss comes to you and you're in trouble because you owe them something and you don't have the ability to pay them back. You owe them money, but also they've lost your trust. So what do you do? Well, there's very little you can do because you have no authority in this situation. The person who has authority is the one who employs you. And you come to this person and you say, I've broken your trust. I've sinned against you. And I cannot pay you back. And I'm asking for your mercy. And all that's all you can do. The authority rests with them to decide what to do. And your boss who loves you shows you grace. And this is where grace has authority. Because the boss can choose to fire you, to punish you, or to forgive you and embrace you. And But then to take it a little bit further and to re-trust you. And so the ultimate grace is shown when the person receives your apology. You say you'll repent, which means you'll turn around. You want to live differently. You don't want to live like that anymore. And they say a couple of things. Firstly, they will pay your debt for you because you are unable to pay it. They will bring you back into their realm, their workplace. They will re-trust you. They will give you your job back again. And they actually have a vision for you to work up, out to be one of the senior leaders in their company. That's grace. And that's where the authority of grace comes in. And if you translate this to your relationship with God, this is where we all stand with God. We have a debt towards God that none of us can pay. We have no ability to earn His approval, but He in His mercy paid our debt and invites us into His kingdom. And what's more, He trusts us. He gives us His power and authority to bring blessing into the world. Now, when you come back into this boss's realm with your job, he or she will probably start you off on a lower level and gradually allow you to work up. But they have a great vision for you. They have a vision that you could be second in charge of the company one day. And because they have trusted you so much, you respond by doing everything you can to let them know that the 
cost the, the price they paid for you was worth it. When I was a teenager, I learned an acronym for grace and an acronym for grace, sorry, that says this, God's riches at Christ's expense. So grace to you is expensive and it comes with authority. Only God can give you his grace and his mercy and it costs a lot. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. And so one of the greatest things about grace, so many things about grace, but one thing I want to look at today is one of the greatest things about grace is the ability to pray and receive answers to prayer. What prayer means is that you can come freely into the presence of Almighty God who has all power and authority. And you can call on His power and authority in all situations in your life and in the world. And He will also invest His power and authority into you to go and make this world beautiful. Power and authority in grace is an astounding thing. So I want to read you a story from Mark chapter 11, verses 22 to 25. And it says this, Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Nikki Gumbel said, Godly spiritual authority is a source of great blessing. So I want to read this again. And I want you to see what you can what, look at, what you can see in this passage about authority in prayer. Because prayer has a lot to do with authority. And Jesus is giving you, by his grace, the ability to enter into that realm of God's authority and to have God's authority come into your life and for you to use God's authority in this world for his goodness. So it says this, have faith in God, Jesus answered. That's the first thing. It's, it's faith, nothing to do with what you deserve. It doesn't say come to God's presence and remind him of all your goodness or how sad you are for yourself or something. It says have faith in God, in his goodness and his love and his mercy, have faith in him. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. It's talking about what we say and what we think and what we believe. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Now, some of you might be listening to this and say, well, you know, that doesn't always happen. This is for someone who wants to be part of God's kingdom. So take it back to the person who's got this beautiful, kind and compassionate boss. They're giving you authority of using their money, but they're not giving you authority to use it for just whatever you want to do. They're giving you authority to bring good into the world, into your life and into the world. And it's the same when Jesus invites you into this realm. He is trusting you to use this authority for uh, his glory, for your good and for, for the good of others, not for self-centered and selfish reasons. If we all got every self-centered prayer we'd ever prayed, the world would be even a greater mess than it is now. So when we come to pray, we're moving in God's kingdom. So as Nikki Gumbel says, godly spiritual authority is a source of great blessing. So God's authority in your life when you surrender to it and God's authority that you use into the world is a source of great blessing for you and for all the people around you. So three things I want you to see about grace in prayer today so that you can put it into practice this week. Firstly, when you receive God's grace, 
when you come into his realm of his kingdom, your eyes open and you see something new. So in um in John chapter three, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a man who came to him at night and wanted to know who Jesus was and what this power and authority was that he was talking about. And Jesus says in verse three, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Or um, in the message translation, it says, Jesus says, take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. Now, what we need to understand about this, about seeing God's kingdom is this. To be born again, you can't already be alive. So there's got to be a death happens here. This is, this is key when it comes to authority. Before you're born again, you have ultimate, you think you have ultimate authority over your life. It's an illusion, but you think that you have ultimate authority over your life. And you really try to control your life and to control the world around you. And that's actually how you live. And some of us, when we are born again, still try to live like that. But when you're actually born again, Jesus says, you see God's kingdom. He says, unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see when I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. So you die to yourself and you enter into this new kingdom and you are no longer controlling your own life. You are walking into a world where you're surrendering power and control of your life to someone far greater who loves you, whose aim is to bless you, to enable you to flourish and to live a life of abundance. And unless you die to yourself and are born again, you cannot see it. Therefore, People, all of us can disagree about the kingdom of God and it's because you can't see it, because you're still living in control of your own life. Therefore, it's very hard to believe it if you can't see it. But when you die to yourself and you surrender to God and you lay everything down and you move into his realm and you start to trust him, you start to talk to him about your life, you start to have faith in him, you start to believe in him in your heart, you see his kingdom come into your life. That is profound grace, that you who don't deserve it can move into his kingdom and he will use his authority to bless you. And he can, you can talk to him about anything and he will hear you. You can talk to him about the deepest needs of your heart, your worries, your concerns, the people in your life, the situations in your life and the world. You can talk to him about your dreams and your plans and he hears you and By his grace, he blesses you and he honours you and he lifts you up and he promises you an abundant life. That is a picture of grace. And that grace happens through prayer because you get to talk to God. Even in that story about when Jesus says, have faith in God, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, it's not sort of the prayer that we often think about. It's not, dear God, please move the mountain. He says, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. It's a huge authority that's been invested into that person that they can go and speak into things. They don't even ask God to do it. They go and speak because they've moved into the authority of that kingdom because they see what God's kingdom is like. They see his goodness. They see his power and his authority. So the first thing is you see something. The second thing is you see three particular things and you read about them in Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 18. Where this is the Apostle Paul writing to the people of the church of Ephesus. And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the rich of his, riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. So 
When you pray, you need to pray knowing these three things. When you move into this realm of God's grace and authority through prayer, these are three things that you need that you need to be able to see and you can ask God to help them. you see them. You need hope. So when you come to pray, God's grace brings you hope. Hope that all things will work together for good. Hope that God is following you with his goodness and mercy all the days of your life. Just pause for a moment and ask yourself that. Think of some situations in your life at the moment that you are praying about and ask yourself, do you have hope for those situations? Do you have hope or when you pray, is there a sense of hopelessness in your heart? And you can't build up hope, but you can have the eyes of your heart enlightened that you can know that hope. So just pause for a moment now. Let's close your eyes. Think of a situation where you're not feeling hope and ask God to open your eyes to see him and to fill your heart with hope so that you can pray with hope because that is God's grace towards you is to give you hope. Let's take a moment to do that. Secondly, in your relationship to God, when you think when you come to his presence in praying, do you think of the riches that he has for you? It says that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. God has riches for you, greater riches than you could begin to imagine. So pause for a moment and think of today and your future, today into your future. And do you expect riches or do you just expect meager offerings from God? Because he wants you to be someone who comes into his presence to experience his grace and expect riches Let's take a moment and ask God that. Is your expectation in him riches? Anything less than expecting riches, and I I don't mean money riches, but he may give you that. I just mean riches of his inheritance, the riches of your soul. Just ask yourself, do I expect riches from God? Or do I still feel like such an undeserving person that I don't expect him to bless me with very much? Whatever you see in your heart, ask God to open the eyes of your heart so that you may expect the riches of his glorious inheritance. Let's take a moment to do that. And finally, it says that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know his incomparably great power for us who believe. And what God wants to do in you is to constantly invest you with his power so that more and more and more you can be a person who brings his grace and his goodness into the world. And so when you pray, things happen. Now, if you're praying now and you're not seeing things happen, it's not because you don't deserve it. It's probably because you don't know his hope, you don't know his riches and you don't know his power. And you need time. It's like I said in the story, when your boss comes and re-trusts you with his finances, he or she will start off with a small amount of money and you will gradually grow in it. And so if you've given up, I'd encourage you to get back into prayer, to start moving in this realm of grace, of God's riches at Christ's expense and, and practice listening to God, allowing him to speak into your heart, allowing him to grow you in hope and riches and power because it's something that you will gradually grow in in life. Don't stay where you are. And even if you've been praying for a long time and you've been seeing great answers to prayer, don't stay there. Allow God to continue to work in you because he is investing in you so that his grace and his goodness may come into the world. And finally, there is a reminder at the end of that story that I read at the start. 
in verse 25 that says this, When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Why is that part of this one little passage about prayer, that you have this authority to go and cast a mountain into the sea, you can ask for anything in prayer, you can put your faith and trust in God, and And then there's this little thing about forgiveness that comes in at the end. And this is why. Because the grace that you have received to operate in this level of power and authority is a gift from God that you didn't deserve. And so when you recognize before God your debt towards Him and you come to Him in repentance and surrender your life to Him, His power and His grace fill you. He uses His authority towards you to bless you immeasurably. So then when you come to people around you and they owe something to you because they have offended you or they hurt you or you don't like, and you hold unforgiveness towards them, you are being a hypocrite because you've moved into the realm of God's grace, but you will not give that grace to someone else. And God gives you His grace so that you can pass that grace on to someone else. That's how the world is meant to operate in the kingdom of God. Grace upon grace upon grace comes to you and you give grace to someone else and that person gives grace to someone else and it brings a beautiful harmony in the kingdom of God into this world. So where are you in the middle of this picture at the moment? Have you received the grace of God so that you can move into the realm of His power, His hope, His riches, His authority and His blessing? Have you received that? Are you growing in your understanding of that? Are you seeing more and more grace fill your life and coming through you to others? And is there a blockage because you want to receive God's grace, but you refuse to give it to someone else and you're holding back from someone else? Because the flow of grace, if grace is just, you know, it's like a river. If a river is flowing into you, but it's not going out, it just becomes a swamp. But if it's flowing into you and flowing out to others, that shows that you really appreciate God's grace. If you, if you don't want to give it to others, it means you really don't appreciate the grace God has shown to you. But if you do, it will come out in immense measure to people and bring blessings to people all around you. And then the river will flow more fully through you. It will grow. It become a great channel of blessing into your life and a great channel of blessing out to others. So grace has everything to do with authority and God's power to invest in you and to bring His goodness into the world around you. So I encourage you today to spend some time just meditating on the grace of God, God's riches at Christ's expense, to remember that as you come in prayer, you don't have to deserve it. You just receive His grace paid for by Jesus on the cross. You drink it in, you meditate on it, and then you freely give that grace to others. And as you come to Him in prayer, recognize that you are coming to Him in prayer because He is entrusting His power and His authority with you to bring His goodness into the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace. Just want to pause for a moment and ask God to remind you again of how much He loves you, that He would forgive you for your sins. He would invite you into His kingdom. He would open your eyes that you can see the realm of His beauty and His power. And He would use His power and His authority to invest His spirit in you to bring His grace into the world. Thank you for that, Lord. Father, we pray that you'll fill our hearts today with hope and knowledge of the riches of inheritance that you have for us and the power that you have invested in us. If there is anyone, Lord, that we hold an offence towards, unforgiveness towards, that we are not showing the same grace to that you have shown to us, Lord, give us grace for those people today. 
We admit that we cannot do it by ourselves, but as we see your grace towards us, we can extend grace. May we extend that grace, Lord, to those we know who are hurting us, those who may not be in this world any longer who have hurt us, those around the world that we know of who have hurt us in some way. Lord, may we extend that grace to them and thank you that we can rest in your grace and in your goodness. May we follow you by being like Jesus, dying to ourselves, moving into surrendering to your power and authority and seeing your goodness abound in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Take some time now to consider what really stood out to you in that message. God has been speaking to you and what is it that he said to you? If you're in the room with someone else, turn and share with them what stood out to you. And I say to them, how can I pray for you? Share with them something that you love about God and something that you're thankful for this week. Or phone someone and ask them those questions. What do you love about God? What are you thankful for this week? And how can I pray for you? Bless you and have a great week.